What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We're your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we're going to talk a little sports, drink a little bourbon, give you a little review at the end of the show. Let's go. Let's roll. Yeah, Thanksgiving week. A lot of things going on. Yeah. So uh, let's go get right into the show. Start things off with our opening toast. Why don't you kick us off? All right. You must have some slides. You know, I you know I always you know I'm always rep- bringing the slides. Visual representation. Well, I think last week you uh, you called out the media in in your in your scumbag last week, wasn't it? Well, I called out the NCAA for not. Oh not, yeah, not, we, not, t- we we spoke about media t- yeah. at some some yeah. point of the podcast, but. So I was going to... That was I'm gonna, my toast for Rich Eisen. Oh, yeah, you were giving the media credit. Well, I'm going to give the media more credit tonight. Okay. I'm going to give former former Panther and player Greg Olson a little credit tonight because, you know, we've been talking lately, uh, you know, the, the fan base and the local media around Charlotte area. We've been pretty harsh on Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Not us in particular, Homer alert, but... <laughs> Anyway, Greg Olson in the middle of the of the game, you know, they were they were talking and they were coming down pretty hard on the Panthers and you know, he came to Bryce's defense. Um, you know, he was basically saying and I'm not gonna quote his, his complete comment, but basically he said, you know, it's this year is, is not the year to judge Bryce Young and, and his performance because basically, you know, the Panthers are shit, for lack of better words. Right. And, and the, the offensive line stinks and the wide receivers. I don't think the wide receiver room necessarily stinks, but you know they're not not giving them a lot of help. So he was basically saying, you know, that the Panthers have a lot of things to to fix in the off season, but Bryce Young is not one of them that right. should be evaluated. And I thought that was a very fair assessment. Yeah, I actually have been hearing that a little bit more than than I expected to. A lot of a lot of people are saying, you know, that it's not Bryce. Bryce is is still dynamic. Still going to be the long-term fixture, but it needs a lot of help I think, around. Him. I think a lot of the fan base, you know, the fan, you know, there's a couple clowns calling all the time about uh, he can't see over the line, he, you know, his height, <laughs> his height, blah blah blah. Well, I mean, there's six foot five quarterbacks out there. Number one, getting hurt. Number two, uh, leading the league in pass blocks at the line of scrimmage, bad yeah. passes, and then number three, throwing interceptions. I mean, interceptions isn't uh, a disease because of height. So, uh, anyway, I was going to give Greg Olson a little credit. Now, I figure as an ex-player has to bring some some credibility to the media, you know, and, and some sense to the media. Right. So, that's that's a toast for me, Greg Cheers Olson. Cheers to you, Greg Olson. All right. So, like I said, it's, it's Thanksgiving week. And in honor of Thanksgiving week, I'm going to give my opening toast to a school that really exemplified their generosity this past week. That's the Auburn Tigers. (laughs) They went out of their way. Just backhanded, (laughs) backhanded toast. They went out of their way and gave New Mexico State $1.85 million to come on down to Auburn and whoop that ass. Whoop that ass. Pitiful. Boat raced them. 25, point, 25 and a half point favorite at home gets beat 31 to 10. So to put that in comparison, you know, Alabama played um, Chattanooga. Right. We paid them 
for a bargain. We paid them $600,000 and beat them 66 to 10. Right. Florida State played North Alabama, paid them $400,000, beat them pretty handily, 58 to 13. Of course, that game cost them a whole lot more than cash. Yeah, yeah, you know, unfortunately, I hated to see it. You hate to see any player get hurt, but, uh, you know, Mr. Travis uh, grew some leg injury. So, yeah, that was... I wish wish him well. I, I was almost going to make him my toast, so I'll just go ahead and throw him out there. And, uh, you know, we, we, we wish nothing but the best for you and hope you get well soon. And that was unfortunate. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate for, for Florida State, too, because they were having a, a good season. We'll see if they can – Hang on. Right, right. So, you know, like I said, and in honor of that, Auburn, Alabama's going to come to the Plains this weekend and beat that ass for free. For so. free. I don't, man, we're going to get into that one in our discussion. <laughs> I'm not going to be that confident yet. I mean, I, I we'll talk about so, that one. So, so to Auburn's generosity and donating $1.85 million for that ass whoop, and then, of course, Mr. Jordan Travis, get well, young man. Get well, Jordan. Cheers. Way to, way to go, Barn. Way to go. Well, this, what, what you drinking tonight, man? I busted out the chicken cock. Chicken cock. Because it's, it's one of my favorite $60 bottles of bourbon. And I've heard a lot of great things about this Four Roses single barrel select. I mean, the small batch select. Uh, we're doing the single barrel next week. This Four Roses small batch select. So it's a $60 bottle of bourbon. I, I wanted to sip on my, my chicken cock tonight, and, and then at the end of the show, we'll rate that Four Roses, and I'll kind of be able to see how they compare. There you go. There you so, go. How about you? I'm sipping on the Four Roses. Oh, the, the regular from, small yeah, batch. The small from, batch from last week. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we. It wasn't bad, you know. We we didn't it didn't jump off the scale for no, rankings. No, but for for thirty five dollar bottle of bourbon, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's right, right up right up there with the other good thirty five dollar bottles good, of bourbon. Good daily drinker, I think. You know, make yeah. a good make a good old fashioned. You know, you can, pretty versatile. Yeah, pretty it's versatile. got it's got some nice spices to it. Nice yeah. spices to it. Because I, I you know when I was researching the, all the four roses. They're uh, they're not a weeded bourbon. They are a, a rye bourbon. So oh, I got well, uh, corn and rye, of course, but so a high they're, rye. There definitely is a little. You can taste the heat. Yeah, the heat's heat coming off that, that rye, not that sweetness of the wheat like a maker's mark. Right. Well, hopefully this one's a little more complex than small. <sighs> yeah, bags. like I said, I, I hope so. Um, and we'll get into that at the end of the show because I've got you know my typical notes on uh, describing the bourbon. I actually got the mash bill on this one. It's a blended. It's it's a blend of two different mash bills. So. Okay. So we'll hit all... Sounds like a good one. Yeah, we'll hit all that on that at the end of the show. You got a scumbag this week? I do, I do. And it's funny you, you bring Does up... it have anything to do with this shirt you're wearing today? No, no. I, <laughs> I'm not, not going to say too much, but it is the worst state ever. <laughs> it's my, my honorary Michigan shirt for... For the Buckeyes, big game this this weekend. We'll, game. we'll, we'll talk big about game. that. Yeah, for sure. We'll talk about that in a little while. Why don't you go ahead and let me hear about your scumbag this week? Yeah, my scumbag is kind of piggybacking off of what you talked about with Jordan Travis. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the uh, I don't even know who to consider my scumbag. Whether it's the university president, presidents, um, 
the board, the trustees, the coaches, I don't really know who makes up the schedule. I understand the financial reasons behind playing these FCS schools, and I understand the reason why you would you would help their programs, their athletic programs out. But I absolutely hate these games. Um, I don't feel like, and and I, you can attest every time we play the Citadel or UTC or what have you, I'm always worried about players' injuries. And we usually do come out of there we with do. with one we or do. two. Fortunate, hate, fortunately, there weren't any this this weekend. But. I hate the way coach, you know, co our coach does it. You know, he plays the starters for the first half, and and then he likes to bring them out for the first drive of the second. But, half. but he didn't this time. Right, right. He didn't. This he time. listened to me. He listened to me. Because <laughs> that, that's how you know. That's how AJ McCarron got hurt exactly. way back when. That's how Tua got hurt uh, against right. Mississippi State. So yeah, it's when you absolutely don't need your starters and. And to me, and I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think uh, New Mexico was, it wasn't a dirty tackle. Oh, you, no, you're talking about North Alabama. No. Oh, you're talking about Jordan oh, Travis? Oh, yeah, 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 Jordan Travis. No. Excuse me, I'm, I got New, Auburn on Yeah, New head. Mexico, it was, it, it was dirt, just dirty what dirty, they did to Auburn. Yeah, that was just dirty play. But, uh, no, it was, it, was, it was just the way that the defender. Exactly. He just, his body weight. You know, they're calling it a hip drop tackle. And um, yeah, it's a lot of weight. Somebody man. there was a, there was a tackle like that in the pros uh, on Mark Andrews, and now Mark Andrews is probably sure. out for the year. How are you going to so, they're going to start outlawing hip drop tackles now? I mean, I get it. I mean, but it wasn't technically a dirty tackle, and uh, it was no, just it definitely was just wasn't. unfortunate. But honestly, those games, those those teams you're, that that we're playing, that the Power Five teams are playing. They have zero to zero to lose, everything to gain, and and if they can't win the game, maybe they can go out by making their mark on another team. I mean, I I'm not saying there was a bounty or it was a dirty play, but I just hate those games. I I hate them. I understand the financial reasons behind. It does it. help those little schools put a nice yeah, nice fat check schools, in man. their in their in their back pocket. Yeah, but no, they are they're on their own. They're a little school for a reason. And, I just and think you know, on their own. if if uh, if Alabama would have scheduled, uh, you know, a, a lower, a, a power five or, or an FCS game week two of the NFL season, they'd be undefeated right now. <laughs> well, yeah. A discussion for another week. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we've, we've notoriously had sort of a, you know, iffy OCC schedule. So right. Well, we did you know, step up and, and put Texas on early. and You might as well – just do another bye week rather than play these games. I, I'm all for a bye week. Over or just shorten playing. shorten the season one one week, and you know maybe oh. add it. You know, like they're talking about going to a nine conference right. game schedule. Go to that and eliminate that. that uh, anyway, that that game, yeah, because it's that's my scumbag, man. I don't know who to who to really call my scumbag. Honestly, I don't know where. The decisions. I'm, I'm assuming the, the university president, the athletic director, they're making these decisions. And you guys, I mean, I, I'm just not for it. Well, sometimes it also comes down to they can't get anybody else to play them because of the implications. You, you can't get like a, a lower tier ACC school to come play them. Uh, you can't get, you know, like a, you know, Florida State can't get a Vanderbilt. What's in it for Vanderbilt? You know, I mean. 
Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just very, very sad to see what happened. Right. With Travis and FSU, I mean it potentially derails their season. Now, the Florida State fans, they don't think so. I think they're trying to keep their head up about it. But I mean, we'll see if uh, I don't even know the backup. Pender, Pender Grass, Pender, <laughs> Pender Woot. Yeah, I, I don't even know what his name Rod, is. Rodden, Rodden Staker, Rodden Bacher. I, I actually watched the game, the whole game. Right. But, uh, maybe he's good. I mean, Rudy I mean, Rudebegger or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's a good quarterback. I don't know, but I, right. I mean, I, I'm. I'm I mean, he's, he's I no George season, Travis. Think your season's. Think your season's done. Anyway, that's my scumbag. A kind of a vague one, but I don't like them games. Yeah. What's yours? Well, you know, here at uh, the Bourbon Buzz and Ballin Podcast, we, uh, we 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 embrace our homerism. We we don't we don't shy away from it. We we wholeheartedly embrace it. Or bandwagonism, <laughs> I get called a bandwagon. Because <laughs> of my Michigan, you're not a bandwagon. My, you grew up up there. That was that's your, right. That was your boyhood 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 school. Um, but now we, and if you're a regular listener to our podcast, you know that. I will support a Bama player when he needs supporting, but I'll also call out a Bama player or former Bama player if they need it. So I'm going to hold them accountable. I'm going to have some scumbags just like I have toast. So my scumbag this week, Mr. Kareem Jackson. And uh, so he's already had four illegal hits this year totaling $89,000 worth of fines. He had a four-game suspension, which was reduced to two games. Right. Uh, he was just coming off of that suspension. Three plays. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the first drive of the game. Yep. Three plays into the game, he lowers his head, goes helmet to helmet on your boy, Mr. Jo- Josh Dobbs. Right. Uh, for- I was just glad Josh yeah, got for- up. Fortunately, Dobbs didn't uh, get concussed, but Kareem, learn how to tackle. And you know what? Kareem has actually played more games than any other Alabama alumni except three of my former teammates, Hmm. Cornelius Bennett, Howard Cross, and Chris Moore. Hmm. He's played more NFL games. Yeah, the punter, Chris Moore for the Bills. Um and so he's played more games than any other Bama alumnus except for those three guys. Hmm. Now he's looking at another four game suspension and a potential loss of five hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars in lost salary if he has to sit out those four games. Hmm. So he's knocking on three quarters of a million dollars worth of fines and lost salary right. for all this, you know. I mean, as an old school footballer, I kind of like the headhunter mentality. Yeah, but but I get it. I mean, I mean, five. And actually, another thing that scares me about this was it wasn't even flagged. I know that was, wasn't even flagged. That, and when it happened in in live oh, it play, was, I was like, oh I yeah. A, I mean, it was it was so blatantly obvious. Vikings have been through quarterbacks left and right, and I thought, man, Josh ain't gonna get up from that. But, but damn if he didn't. Yeah, it's fumble, uh, but yeah, it was a fumble and uh but uh yeah, Kareem Jackson, you're my scumbag this week. 
what's get your head right. And what's funny about the hit though, he didn't even get up and celebrate because he was like, "Oh fuck, I'm out, <laughs> I'm out for yeah. enough. I'm suspended." He knew it. Yeah. He didn't even say. I don't know if you watched the aftermath. He didn't really celebrate the fact that he just caused the right. fumble. Right nah, nah. he, he was looking. He was up. looking at him and his teammates were like yeah, looking at each other like, "Man, you're gone." Kareem. Like I, I fucked up. Bro. You're gone. You're gone. So yeah, Kareem, especially with all the focus on the hits right now. You got you got to do better than that. You've been, I mean, you're you're risking your own health. He ain't the biggest. He ain't no. the biggest dude. But I, that's what's when I saw that he's played more games than than any other Alabama alumni. But them three, I was like, when he's lowering his head like this, tackling, how's he survived this long? So he's a human missile, man. He's he is, on, but I, uh, I love it. I love the fact that he. Not oh yeah, no, he, he, he's not, I, you know that's the way I was taught when I was playing is you you lower your head and you get lower than your, your your opposition but you can't do it in today's game so uh you know one thing about this that i do appreciate about the nfl is it's former nfl players that are making these hmm. these calls on you know it's john runyon who is let me see his title Michigan. go blue his title is vp of football operations so he's the one that sends the letter out that says, hey, you violated this this rule, blah, 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 blah. You're being suspended four games. And then the appeals process goes through James Thrash and Derek Brooks, you know, the linebacker for yeah. the Buccaneers. And they're the ones Former that no. they're the ones that'll review. Never heard the, of Thrash, but he was a wide receiver, uh, I think for the Eagles hmm. and maybe the Redskins. But anyway, um, so yeah, they're the ones that any on-field uh, discipline, they're the appeals process for that. So I appreciate that the NFL it doesn't just get somebody to right a suit you know, and tie. Yeah, they're suit actually letting the, the the former players dictate. Um, so that you know that that keeps it in the family, so to speak. So yeah, that uh, that was my scumbag. Kareem. Come on. All right. You got anything else on the scumbags? Nah, no. Nah. All right. Move well, on in. Let's roll. Well, while we're talking about all these illegal hits and player safety and all that stuff, there was a hit this weekend. I don't know if you saw it. It was in the Buffalo Bills game against the New York Jets. Opening kickoff. What's that tackle remind you of? That shit looks textbook, man. And it looks like what tackle? It looks like Biscuit. biscuit. No, well, Biscuit well, or Dallas, Dallas Turner. So the exact tackle Dallas Turner made that everybody's got all in the uproar. It was dirty, malicious. He should have been ejected. It should have been targeting. Happened in the Jets game against a kickoff returner. Right. Guess how many flags flew? Zero. None. And on top of that. He's not protected. On top of that. The NFL.com is hyping it up. Can't miss play. Gilliam's hit stick tackle, you know, referring right. to the Madden game. So they're glorifying this hit that Dallas Turner is getting chastised for and being called a dirty player. We'll go back to go back to the hit. I mean, look at it. Helmet. On the shoulder, helmet and squeezing, squeezing around the waist, squeezing around the waist, caused a fumble, rolling his hip. It's perfect. 
and ge not geometry, but but gravity's taking taking yeah. control here, and he's driving him into the ground, which he's he's not a protected player like a quarterback. So no, it's be mean, beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a textbook. Yep, textbook, just like Dallas Turner's hit. But you know, you got you were talking about the tackle on Jordan Travis, and like I said, they call that a, a hip drop tackle, and. You know, you've got the hip drop tackle, you got a horse collar tackle, you got face mask, you got roughing the passer, you got unnecessary roughness, you got pass interference. These these defenders have mere seconds yeah. to make a play. You know, the players in today's game are just unheard of, fast and strong and so a defender's got seconds. A second, two seconds right. to make a play, and sometimes, you know, yeah. no. the, the, they're not trying to be malicious. They're not trying to be dirty. They don't even want a flag against their team, so sure. they're not trying sure. to. Sure. They're not trying to do anything other than get the guy with the ball. Right, right. And it's football, you know. Like Rich Eisen said, they're playing football. So, mm -hmm. yeah. We hate to see injuries. We hate to. Uh, I mean, really, what's the difference between being able to grab a hold of a guy's dreads? Yeah, and there's or nothing a wrong with collar. That. <laughs> I mean, they're the same thing. They're just as dangerous yeah. as, as as each other. But like you said, it if you take away being able to grab somebody and kind of use your your body to, to to drop and pull them down, I mean, what's going to be left? Yeah, I mean, at this point, you at that point, you might as well put flags on them. No, and I mean, we're or coming, two hand touch. I we're mean, coming up with different ways to tackle. I mean, there's always afraid of getting getting penalties by hitting somebody head on. I mean, back back when we played ball, I don't even remember the hip drop tackle. Mm -hmm. I mean, we weren't taught anything. Now nah, you, you put you put your shoulder in their belly. That was. I mean, if you couldn't tackle somebody, you know, head on, you just basically. Tackled them around their their waist and, right. and rolled them. So I don't know. But you didn't have the freakish athletes you got now, and now you're trying to hit a moving target that's you know moving all over the place. So so yeah, that uh, coming in hot. Where we going? Where are we going? Well, we we're in the NFL. Uh, you got anything else you wanted to talk about in the? In the NFL, in the NFL. Well, I was yeah, I was gonna bring up, I was gonna bring up something about the. NFL. <laughs> um, I tell you, I tell you, Philadelphia got to be about the weakest nine and one team I've ever seen. <laughs> don't don't they? I mean, they don't they don't look that good to me. But nine and one, they're good. Yeah. I mean, they are good. But I mean, Jalen, it's just they they always find a way to beat you. Yeah, they're and crazy. they're 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 kind of boring. You know, Jalen threw for what one fifty against the Chiefs last night. Ugly, it's uh, just ugly. You know, and they're talking about him in the MVP conversation, and you know, being one of the top quarterbacks in fantasy football, maybe. But I mean, honestly, I just I'm just kind of shaking my head. I mean, and this leads me to my next comment. I mean, have we really reached a level of parity? In the NFL, that we've been we've been hurt, we've been they've been telling us for years they wanted to get to, you know, you don't you, you don't really have any one particular team dominate, well, no look, dynasties. Yeah. In the AFC, you know who the number one seed is right now? 
In the AFC? In the AFC. It was Cleveland, wasn't it? No, it's it's Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. 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 Two, no, they're they're seven and th- you got a big clump of seven thought, and three teams. Okay. You got Baltimore, you got the Chiefs, you got the Dolphins, and Jacksonville. All four of those teams are seven and three. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then in the NFC, yeah, the Eagles are are up there at nine and one, but you know, they just I don't know, they're now, like I, a silent assassin. I mean, every, they, every weekend it's somebody different, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think we've reached parity in the NFL, or Vegas is really controlling stuff <laughs> more than, than I want to give Vegas credit for. I mean, I, there's somebody always in my ear about, about it's fixed, it's fixed, it's fixed. I don't believe that, you know? I just don't believe that. But, I mean, it's, it's a little sketchy. I mean, just one week you think the Niners – Look, you know, head over heels better, and then and then they lose two in a row, or is it they, three in a row, two uh, two or three in they, a row. Yeah, but they um, won this weekend. Yeah, they 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 got off the schneid this week, but I mean the Eagles just they just don't it, look dominant. I think it's going to gonna come down to matchups, and uh, you know, because one team might be able to beat A, might be able to beat B, and B might be able to beat C, but A can't beat C. You know, because it's 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 the matchups and how you match up with a particular team. So I think a lot of it's going to come down to how it all the the seedings fall and who gets to play who and where they get to play. You know, home field advantage is probably going to come into play, especially in Philly in the winter. Right. Uh, you know that that's what they're built to be able to exceed. You know, just like in Kansas City last night with the rain coming down and cold and. That's Philly weather. They felt right at home, and that's what they're built to do. And if if playoffs have to come through Philly in the NFC, which more than likely it's going to come down to at this point, uh, good luck. (laughs) But then when they get to the Super Bowl and it's sunny and you know, and they're going against a a high flying team from the AFC, that might not be a good matchup for for Philly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. But uh, yeah, I, I still like Detroit too. They looking good. They, they Chicago had them on the ropes, right? But right. Uh, uh, old Jamo, he came up big in the yeah, down, Jamo, down the stretch. And Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, yeah, makes another made that play. strip sackle, and then the ball got kicked out of the end right, zone. Right? Yeah, I still, I still like the, I like those, uh, those lines and. You know the Dolphins' defense is now almost as good as their off. Their offense is like taking a couple steps back, and their defense is taking a couple steps forward. So now they're becoming a balanced team. You know, if they get that running game going again, uh, they're going to be dangerous. Baltimore is looking good on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Uh, Defensively, they're not as good as they have been. You know, I the think they've had some injuries on I that think, side of the I ball. Think a couple of weeks ago, I thought their defense was better than they were, and I did a look, got to looking at it a little bit. Yeah. Cleveland's, Cleveland's defense and the Jets' oh. defense are awesome, but they don't have the offense to go with it. Right, no quarterback. Yeah. No quarterback. Although, uh, And the Cleveland really didn't have a quarterback before the quarterback got hurt, <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, and they're saying Aaron Rodgers might practice in a couple of weeks. That he's been yeah, he's been running on the uh, what's it called the anti gravity treadmill. Mm-hmm. He's been running on that, and he's hoping to maybe you know if there's something to play for anyway. They need him. They yeah, need him. He might be back in a couple weeks. 
because I think we finally reached the level of bust for for. But then again, you know, it, it, we talked is about it, it last week. He, like yeah, really like you fault. said, he's not the bust. The guy right. that drafted him is the bust. That's a true story. Because I never even heard of Zach Wilson until until, the until the, and, well, actually, it wasn't even the combine. It was more his private workouts where all the media wanted to blow up about one throw he made off balance. Right. You know, and now all of a sudden he's this amazing quarterback. You know, it's like Trey Lance. I mean. Yeah, you got to put more into what they do on the field than yeah, what they can is. do. I think it's yeah. probably I think it was Rich Eisen that coined the phrase the uh, what did he call the underwear um, yeah. workouts or whatever Olympics he called it the underwear, the Olympics. underwear Olympics. It's really, yeah. It really is ridiculous. I mean, who gives a shit if if a quarterback can run a, a four three with track shoes on and yeah. tights? I mean, what what does that? Yeah, I mean, it's like Anthony Richardson. Yeah. What's he done in games? Yeah, he's a he's a freak, you know, athlete. But, but like I said, go back to the play on the field. He was injury prone at Florida. Yep. And he's injury prone. Injury prone, turnover prone. And it's only going to get worse in the NFL because the NFL is a whole different animal. They, yeah. they hit harder. They run faster. I mean, it's, if you're trying to decide between two players that you have very evenly rated – yeah, maybe that maybe it could be a tiebreaker. Right. But when people come out of nowhere that ain't done shit in college <laughs> and weren't even highly recruited out of high school. Trey Lance. I mean now they're all of a sudden, you know, the second coming of Tom Brady, right. Jerry Rice, Emmett Smith, you know, those guys are on the couch eating lays and drinking Pepsi's. <laughs> those, those are good commercials, by yeah, the way. <laughs> but since we're talking about you know, high draft picks. Let's talk about Bryce one more time. Just Bryce one more time. <laughs> Who? Carolina. Who? BYO9. Oh, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. So, so listen to this. The this weekend against the Cowboys, um, the uh, Cowboys had 23 sacks, hits, and quarterback pressures out of 29 attempts, 29 dropbacks. <laughs> I saw a comment. Somebody said, uh, "We think Bryce Young is learning from watching tape of uh, of Micah Parsons running free at him all day long." Micah Parsons had a win rate of thirty three percent, so he he basically affected thirteen of Bryce's twenty nine pass plays on his own. I mean, what is he supposed to do? I mean, yeah. really? I mean, you watch the game. And yeah, he does miss a few throws, but but damn. Well, you can't. A quarterback has to get in rhythm. It's about precision and timing. And even when he does have time to throw, it, it's so it's such a rarity that I think he panics when he has time <laughs> because he's like, all right, where's that rush coming from? Shocked Who who's fixing to hit me? So, yeah, he, it's so unusual for him to have time that he thinks something's wrong when he does get time. So it's it's appalling to drive down the road listening to to the talk show WFNZ, you know, sports talk here in the Charlotte area. I listen to it daily, and it's it really pisses me off, man. I want to climb through that phone <laughs> sometimes because some of these fans around Charlotte, man, you're completely football illiterate. Yeah. And I read your stuff on, on social media, and, man, you guys are just morons that – 
I mean, there's probably so, people that never played the game before. I mean, even if, I mean, even if you played played the game, I mean, you obviously don't really know the game. I mean, right? It's just it's just frustrating that Bryce has got such a bad rap, and we're not even really getting into scheme. You know, Frank Reich's scheme, which is horrendous. Yeah. So, no, I, I know. You mentioned it on on last week's show, and I was I was thinking it when I was watching the game against the Cowboys, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching Bryce back there in the shotgun, and you see him scouring the defense, you know, but never was anybody sent in motion. Did you see it? Yeah. You didn't see it, did you? No, nobody ever. You know, that's why Mike McDaniel's has all this pre-snap motion, is so Tua can get a read. On what the defense is going to do. Absolutely. But I if, mean, that's the, key, if, that's if, the whole key if to every, snap. If everybody's a statue back there, the, the defense, defense can hide whatever they want to do. You're not going to expose anything because you're not sending somebody in motion or doing a shift, you know. Oh, but he's an offensive guru. He His, his time has passed him by. It really has, but I mean, here's the thing about Frank Reich. I mean, his offense—you would think he would be a power co- a coach. He would be a power offensive scheme, but he even says, "No, we're not. That's not who we are." And you know, they talked about it in the in the telecast. Bryce is not used to playing with his back to the to the line. Well, hey, Bryce can do what you want him to do, but you got to scheme him up. You got to put some guys in motion so he can pre-snap read. Yeah. I mean. You can't just let the defense sit out there and disguise a rookie quarterback that has 2.4 seconds to throw. I mean, it's all just, to me, it's like football 101. And, you know, I saw a chart where he actually is the most accurate when he's given. He was like 75% accuracy right, right. when he's, he's given. He's in the top nine, uh, top ten. He was like the best one. Uh but he just doesn't ever have any time. I mean, it was if he could do 20, that. Twenty-two pressures, sacks against twenty-nine attempts. Yeah, I mean that's a that's that defense that defense that's a seventy-five percent win rate by the defense. And, and you know, I'm wondering. You know, I, I was I was a Frank Reich supporter. I was a fan of his. But I'm wondering, is this kind of a Belichick? Tom Brady type of thing was Reich's success was only success only was when luck. he had Andrew Luck. It really was. His, I mean, if you go back and look, that was you know after Andrew Andrew or yeah Andrew Luck, it was just a it was a revolving door of quarterbacks, and it never worked out. Um, he doesn't have. I mean, I just don't understand why why you know you went you know who who cares about an offensive minded coach. I mean, look what D'Amico Ryans is doing with a rookie quarterback. He's a defensive coach. You don't have to have an offensive minded coach. You have to have a good OC. So your head coach has to hire a good OC. Yeah. And And let him be the OC. Exactly. You don't have to have some offensive guru, you know, come in. It's just it's just moronic, man. And somebody's gonna they're gonna lose their jobs. And that I hate that for the Panthers because now you got a whole nother coach coming in. But I really think Steve Wilkes would have would have, have had this current Panther team, you know, at least 
you know, somewhere four or five wins, maybe somewhere in the you know the five hundred range. Mm -hmm. I really think that because the offensive line is really no different than they were last year, and he had them playing ball because they were playing smash mouth football. They're they're not schemed up the way they're built. No, they're they're not trying to they're not trying to scheme an advantage. They're trying you know they're trying to make these players. Fit into something that they're not yeah, well equipped to do. I just don't do. get it. I don't get it. I mean, I'm just some dumb home inspector, man. I'm not a, I'm not a <laughs> coach. I'm not even a high school coach. I mean, <laughs> it just seems obvious the the things that, that you could do to, to turn things around. Right. That's all I got. NFL, man. NFL, yeah, that was NFL. You know, I, I really wanted my my NFL. I just wanted to kind of talk about the where the game is going with all the hits and how the hell are you supposed to tackle somebody nowadays right. without, without it being a flag or or a fine or, you know, these players put their their well-being and health on the line every time they step on that field. They get paid millions of dollars, but they're, they're sacrificing their livelihood after the game. Sure, absolutely. And uh, – Modern-day gladiators for our exactly. enjoyment, yeah. entertainment. I mean, it's like, I mean, it really it's like MMA fighters. They throw two guys in a cage and say, let the best man win. And we uh, eat it up. Yeah. Just, Justin Jefferson said today, I ain't coming back just for fantasy. You know, and I like that. I know, yeah, He right? shouldn't. He shouldn't. No, no. Because this is his life. This is his job. This is his livelihood. And it's short-lived. Sure. You, you got a small window. You got a small window. To, to earn as much money as you can. At a skill position, for sure. Yeah, like, of course, like wide that. receiver usually has a little bit longer than, say, a running back. Running back definitely is the shortest of, of all the the lifespans in the NFL. Yeah. But, and that's what sucks is you got a Saquon Barkley who's like 75% of the offense, but you won't pay him. Yeah, no, crazy what's happened to running backs out there. But, man, we got to go to college football. Right. There's so many good games this weekend. It is. Rivalry weekend. Yeah, this is it, man. Or could, could it possibly be chaos weekend? I'm, I'm guessing. I'm I, hoping. I'm I don't hoping. know, though. I, 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 looked, I, looked so. at the, I looked at the matchups. And well, I'm glad you did because that's what I want to talk about. I want to go. Uh, that's all I put in my notes. Go, let's just the, go game by game. Well, I even went time by time. You know, it starts off at noon with this game. Go blue, worst state ever, man. I'm serious. It's, I can't even say the name of Ohio. <laughs> Buckeye. Can't say it, man. I just so that's, that's the that's the, the the game of the day. That's the best matchup. That's two versus three. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 hugely impactful. Um, it's basically for the Big Ten. Yeah, no, and, and I, I'm gonna have to say this, man. I, you know, it's the first time in five years Michigan's been favored to win, and I don't, I don't like that stat. Um, but you know, the Buckeyes—they're playing. What's the line? I don't even know. I think three. So it's it's basically a, a push them then because Pretty Michigan's close, getting yeah. the the, the three-point home field. Yeah. So uh, you know, the Buckeyes, man, they're playing really good. They're they're kind of Michigan had a little little. Well, struggle nah, last yeah, weekend. Michigan, the the continuity on offense looked really bad, and but but Michigan was injured a little bit. There was a little. They were dinged up. They lost their left tackle. Um, they lost uh, their number one wide out. Went out of that game. JJ was hurt, you know. But but Roman Wilson's okay. I will report that. I, See the tackle. That Jim called me this afternoon <laughs> um, about some signs, and uh, no, I'm just no. He called me about Roman, not the signs. You didn't hear that. 
Roman's going to play um, Ladarius. Yeah, that's it. Ladarius Henderson, the left tackle. He's mm. he's supposedly on track to play again, play play the game too. So yeah, JJ didn't look too good. No, nah, no, nah, he was struggling. I mean, and it all kind of started downhill when Roman Wilson went out. I mean, he's the kind of the catalyst for the offense. So. Anyway, I mean, I, I, it's gonna obviously going to be a great game. The de defenses are both phenomenal on both sides. You know, I like – obviously, I like Michigan, man. I like Michigan. I'm, you know, I, I like J.J. to make more plays than Ohio's quarterback. Um, Y'all got somebody to slow down Marvin? I don't know that anyone really at, can slow down Marvin. As Gus would say, Maserati Marv. Yeah. He, the Ohio – I can't stand <laughs> Gus, Is man. he calling the game? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. I might have to put that one on mute while I watch it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't I, – I mean, I got my – my prediction's Michigan 27, Ohio 24. Okay. I mean, I like Michigan. Yeah, it should be a close game. I like them to come out on top. I think it's going to be kind of a, a defensive battle, but maybe the offenses get it going late and score a few points. We got any uh, early weather? I haven't even looked at the weather okay. up there. See what kind see, of weather. See if that's going. See with. if that's going to play into it. Yeah. Because uh, the winter's getting here. It's rolling in. Yeah. It, was, it was nasty here in Charlotte today. Yeah. Cold and wet. Cold and wet. Oof. Nasty. What you got? You got any notes on the game? No, I just I just kind of listed the games. I figured we'd just shoot the shit on them. Uh, you know, I haven't watched really a lot of either one of them because well, a lot yeah. of the Michigan games have been the same time as. The Alabama games yeah, this year. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan's been rolling their competition, you know. I think both of them have had pretty easy schedules pretty, so pretty far. Pretty much so. I mean, it's the Big Ten. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Michigan handled – Michigan looked really good against Penn State. The score was a little closer than the game really was. I mean, Michigan was in control of that game the whole time. Um, but, you know, Ohio's playing really good, man. And they yeah. got their, their running back. He's, he's healthy, and he's going to be a difference maker. Um, you know, of course, Marvin Harrison. I don't. I don't know that Michigan can really cover him, but Mike Sainer still probably be about as good as they can to try to slow yeah, him I mean, down a little bit. You let him get his hundred, and you don't let anybody else beat you. I mean, that's the way you got. Yeah, that's the mentality you got to take there. I'm a little. I'm a little worried about Harbaugh not being on the sideline. I think they one. felt it this past weekend. I think I, the first game against Maryland. It, no, that was just – I mean – Penn State. Penn State, the, I think. That was the one that surprised I me. I think, that, though, it was – I mean, he was with them right up until kickoff, basically. Right. You know, because uh, he didn't know what his fate was going to be. Right. And uh, I think they, I think it actually gave them a little bit more of a boost in that game. And then this weekend against Maryland, I think they didn't have that extra boost from – you know, it happening right before the game, and I think I think they missed him a little bit this weekend. Yeah, yeah. and they might miss it, and that that might be the deciding factor in next week's game because it's going to be a it should be a tight yeah, it's gonna fall be, it's battle, gonna and be it a, might come down to a coaching error on on Michigan's part. Could. You know, not having that that experienced head coach. Let's hope not, but right, uh, right. I would but, hate for that to, I would hate for that to detract from what's going to be another monumental matchup. Well, and, and you know they're talking about if Day loses 
a third in a row. Oh yeah, the seat's gotten hot. It will get scalding hot for, for days. You smell something burning? Yes, Buckeye ass. So, it's gonna, it's, if he loses a third in a row, I think, uh, I think Michigan will, Michigan will put some money up to keep him there. <laughs> I like Ryan Day. I like, I like rosy red cheeks. Mm -hmm. I like him, man. I tell you, man, the Buckeyes, y'all y'all did sweater vest a disservice getting rid of him, man. I was glad <laughs> to see that that fool go. Trestle was Trestle. good, man. Trestle was good. Trestle brought some some street cred to me. It brought he brought some class to Ohio. And I was glad to see him gone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, well, well then you go into the afternoon games and the, the two key games there is uh you got Washington hosting Washington State. And Washington this week did move. They leapfrogged Florida State, so now they're number four right. um, in the in the college football playoff poll. So they're hosting a five and six unranked Washington State team. Yeah, but the Cougs, man, the Cougs got I the mean, it's number a, it's, one passing offense in the country. It's, it's a rivalry game. You know, you can never, you know, but it just uh, – I don't know. They got the number one passing offense in the country. I was shocked as hell to read that. I, I and, the, and the Huskies got the 119 ranked secondary. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe, maybe so that could be a that could that could be an angle. Could be, could be. And then of course the other Earl. I got the Cougs in an upset. Do you? I got the Cougs. Yeah. I got What's Washington the, State 27. What do they call that flag that's always at game day? The old Crimson? No. Old, yeah, it's what is that called? Old Faithful? No, nah, it's not Old Faithful. Anyway. Anyway, I got the uh, Cougs twenty seven to twenty three over the Huskies. And I think uh, this is not gambling advice at all. This is And game day's coming to Ann Arbor. Yeah. And of course there's some there's been some uproar about that. And I know I'm back and back again. I, I already we kinda already finished Michigan, but uh you know, I was reading where they wanting like the students to protest because of the way Michigan is portrayed. I mean, the way game, game day and ESPN has portrayed the the whole sign stealing and the Michigan thing and this and that. And no. so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the how the crowd reacts. What kind of signs? You know, speaking of stealing signs. <laughs> What kind of signs they got in there? I had a, I had a sign. <laughs> yeah, they might just be standing <laughs> around with nothing. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. But uh, anyway, getting back to the to the mid midday games. Of course, the one we'll be glued to is the Iron Bowl. Alabama going to Auburn. That same Auburn team that I toasted earlier and said we were going to give that free ass whooping to. Don't let me down, boys. Mm, I don't know, man. There's something about. Some about there's some, there's, a, there's some voodoo that goes the plains, There's man. some voodoo that goes on in Jordan Hare when Alabama comes around. There is some voodoo down there. That that and incidentally, that's got to be the dumbest tradition in the world. Rolling rolling the, the trees, twigs, throwing toilet paper into trees. That's just that just doesn't even make good sense to me. That's a good waste of a, a hopefully, resource. Hopefully, they'll be using that toilet paper to. Wipe, wipe their tears. tears. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I think we're gonna roll. I think this. Of, I think this Alabama team is just built different. Blank, baby. Yeah, I think. I, I think that they they they're immune to that that voodoo. I just. I think Alabama's gonna cover. I think they're a fifteen, 
15 and a half point favorite, something like that. No, I think they're, they're going to cover. I got a prediction on that. Do tell. And I'm going to say this with a little hesitation because <laughs> of that damn voodoo down there on the plains, man. Because we've rolled into there a heavy favorite before, and, and four overtimes later we, we get a dub. Barely get out of there so, with a dub. But I agree. I think I think we're just too we're just too rock solid of a team. We are playing really good football. Our quarterback is just our quarterback is playing at an elite level right now. I like Bama forty five. The barn, 10. <laughs> now I'm going to give you 10 points, man. We don't shut people out. No, nah, we don't shut we people don't out. We don't shut people out. We don't, know? but we... It's frustrating. We don't, but that's because, you know, we're, we're subbing, heavily subbing, you know. So, 45-10, man, I, I like us to come. And we, and we tend to start slow. Of course, we haven't been starting as slow this the, the second half of the season as we have in, in the past, um, you know. But we have let some, some teams... Get some early points on us. Boy, they're just horrible offensively, man. Yeah, that's that's why I. They're just horrible offensively. I don't think Bama's going to go in there overconfident and just think all we got to do is step on the field. That's that's why I think it's going to be different this time. Yeah, I think I think Alabama's going to go in there trying to prove something. Well, we we got to prove some stuff, yeah. man. We're still down there, stuck at eight. Texas is still in front of us. There's kind of a log jam of some teams. We got to have some carnage. Oh yeah, I believe we have to have some. Carnage, yeah, because I mean, man. if you look at it, the way it's shaking out right now, you got the Big Ten, Ohio State or Michigan is going to be one of the teams. Yeah. Either Washington or Oregon. Right now, it looks like they're going to be one of the teams. If Texas wins out, they're going to be one of the teams that would leave. We need we need Florida State to lose. And then we need to beat Georgia. So it's doable, but yeah, it, it, we're gonna need some help. Yeah, we are gonna need some help. And then the night games, you got number seven Texas hosting Texas Tech. That's gonna be a blowout. And uh, Texas gonna handle that, man. Tech. I had hopes for Texas to get upset last week. That was that was really I thought. But looking at their schedule, the remaining games last week was our last hope for Texas to get upset. Right. And then you got Florida uh, hosting Florida State. I mean, the battle which, of the backup quarterback. Yeah, because uh, Mertz is hurt. And, right. Uh, and, of course, Jordan, we've already talked about him. Gators, man, the turds, man, they're, they're, they're garbage. Mm-hmm. They're garbage, man. I, just, I think Florida State's going to beat them fairly easily with a backup quarterback. I don't think the quarter – as long as the quarterback can't get them – Beat, yeah. I, I mean, think he, they're gonna be fine. That, it didn't look like they changed the offense any when he came in. Of course, I know it was against North Alabama. Sure, but, that doesn't count. Yeah, but, but you're but, right. But they, they, you know, they ran pretty much. I mean, he's been in the program, so it's not like he's not like he's a freshman being thrust into duty. So, number one, number fine. one, Georgia gets to play Georgia Tech. I mean that. I mean, Georgia Tech's Georgia been, Tech's not trash. Sneak, sneak, sneakily good. Is that a word? Sneakily. Sneakily. <laughs> I mean, they are just six and five, but they have. They, no, they, I mean, they put a good product on the field. You know, Brent Key's got them playing good football. They're not a. They're not a pushover. I no. mean, I can see them giving UGA a, a game for a half. Yeah. UGA will pull away and and clobber them in the second half. And then probably the uh, the second best matchup of the day would be the Oregon Oregon State. Although Oregon State couldn't get it done against Washington, 
Right. And uh, and it's in Oregon. Uh, well, I mean, obviously it's in Oregon. <laughs> it's a pretty good bet. It's a pretty good bet. No, it's, it's, at, it's at the Ducks campus. There you go. Was that Eugene? Eugene, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's, at, it's at University of Nike. Yeah, <laughs> Nike U. That's going to be a good one. So that I, that I think, one, I think that's going to be a good game. I mean, I think it's going to be a shootout. But I like I like Oregon. So the get it so done. the only upset you're calling is uh, the Cougars, huh? Yeah, I think the Cougars are going. Just because you like older women, or <laughs> no, I actually have a younger one. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I, you know, I never really been. A, I never really. Nah, never mind. That's a whole different. That's a whole different Wrong podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just like the Cougars. I like the fact that their offense, their passing game. He goes against saying he likes Cougars. Their passing game is good. Well, you like cock. <laughs> he likes the chicken cock. Um, I like their passing game, man. I really do. I, we'll see. I don't we'll I, see. I couldn't even tell you who their quarterback was. Oh, I can't name their quarterback either, but I can tell you that their, their passing offense is really good and Washington's secondary is not so good, so I – I just think that's a favorable matchup for them, for sure. And the Huskies have been kind of, they've been kind of teetering here lately. Yeah, so are the Longhorns, but yeah, they've been just steadily getting it done. And I just, man, I just really hate to see. I just don't. Here's the thing. I agree with the committee's uh, rankings tonight. I take that back. I said your only upset was the Cougars. Well, I guess you said Michigan's favorite, but they're the lower, lower ranked team. So I was gonna say. Yeah, no, that's not an upset. It's a push, <laughs> really. I mean, Michigan yeah. should. Anyway. All right, go ahead. Back to you were saying on the. Well, hell, I don't forgot. Something about the committee. You oh, agreed the with them. I agree with the committee getting it right by by putting Washington ahead of Florida State. I mean, their tonight. resume. Yeah, their resume right now. And they said it had nothing to do with Jordan Travis going out, but I find that to be false. Yeah, I mean, you, you got it. It's got to be part of it. I think they they put Florida State on the outside looking in right now, so they're just, they're making Florida State audition yeah. to get back in. Right. So Florida State has to has to handle Florida, and then they got to handle Louisville, who's a quality opponent right. in the ACC championship game. And what's going to happen then? Let's just say the Huskies went out, and Florida State wins out. They're both in. You got because you got two teams ahead of them, Michigan and Ohio State. They got so. If you're in the top five and you handle your business, you're in. Because you got two of them playing each other. Yeah. So the loser of that falls out of the top four. All right, let's, so, let's say, okay, so let's say it, uh, Michigan handles business and, and boat races to Ohio tomorrow mm-hmm. or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Washington wins out. Texas wins out. Florida State wins out. I still put Bama over Texas. So you jump Bama, but I don't know. What that do the, do I don't know that the committee will. Point. They're out. They're out. Yeah. I mean that Georgia, their their schedule has been trash anyway. It has been trash. I mean, yeah. Now towards the end of the year, they do have wins over Missouri, Tennessee, and who, not just wins, convincing wins. I mean, the Missouri game was was not a convincing. Right, win. but that's probably the only. But Missouri is way the better only, than we're all giving them. Yeah, that's the only. For. I mean, they're top ten team right now. Yeah, they're ranked number number ten, I think. Uh, man, I think, this is the year for a twelve team playoff. Yeah, this is it, they, man. They actually showed that after they did the the. Oh, did they? And it it was perfect. I mean, it was what it should have been. Yeah, but, they uh, had Bama. They had Bama playing uh, Missouri. Missouri, and, and the then winner the winner played Georgia. Plays, 
Oh, I thought it was playing the Buckeyes. Uh-huh. Play Georgia because we were the eight and nine, and eight plays one in the next round. Uh, yep. I saw it a different way, I guess. Maybe the people, I, the one I read last night, didn't understand how it works. Uh, this is one they had on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna be that'll be really cool, man. We need the twelve team playoff this year because. Mm-hmm. Man, I really think we're gonna get wait, but you know, out of it, man. That Texas it, even, loss is yeah, gonna get us. Yeah, it, 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 there's a good chance it's gonna come back and get us. But, uh, but you know, everybody had us pegged for three to four losses this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a true story. It's 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 gonna be a successful it's season. It's a young Bama team. Yeah, it's a successful season, whether they make the playoffs or not. And we probably have the Heisman front runner for next year. Going Absolutely. Next year. Absolutely. So. So it's fine, man. It's fine, you know. And most of y'all think Bama fans are – we're all crying because we have to be in there. We don't. We we realize that, that Bama screwed up by losing yeah, to Texas. Yeah, no, I mean – Because we, we smoked them blokes if we, if we 10 out of 10 if, times. And if we would have won now, that game, we'd be sitting probably at number one right now. Probably. Because of the strength of the schedule. Yeah, probably. But, so, but we're not. Yeah. And I think, I think unless we just – Kill Georgia like we did two years ago in the SEC championship. We're going to be on the outside looking in because the carnage that's helped us in the past, the teams in front of us that mm-hmm. just lost right away after, <laughs> yeah, hadn't happened this year. No, so. it hadn't. We got we got two weeks to hope for. <laughs> We're praying, man. We're praying for sure. So if if uh, if you want to be our opening toast next week, Washington State, I'm looking at you. Mm, Texas Tech, right. I'm looking at you. Texas Tech, that would be beautiful. That'd be the start we need. Oregon State. Yeah, man, that would be something. That'd be something. That'd be that'd be uh, Georgia, Georgia fans. They're scared, man. I'm telling you, they're scared because you know they keep trying to say that we're the ones that has the pressure because we're Alabama. Well, I mean, you're the ones that claim you're on the mountaintop now. And you know so, that that win streak's got to come to an end at some point. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's I mean, hard. was it 28 straight, which is very fucking impressive, but. I mean, Georgia's a, Georgia's a dang, they're a Goliath. I ain't going to lie. It's going to be an uphill battle to beat them mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, they're, they're good. Their quarterback is really, he's gotten really good. Yeah. So, that's, that's all I got, man. I don't have any other notes. All right, well, let's. It's going to be a fun weekend, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you, all you got to do is uh, get your beverages of choice ready, get you some snacks, get you some pizzas, some wings, whatever. Sit down in front of that TV and stay there all day. Because, like I said, you got the Michigan Ohio State game at noon. As soon as that game's over, you roll into the Iron Bowl watching Alabama and, and Auburn. If you got a second TV, you got it on the Washington game. Then when those games are over, you go into the night games. Personally, I'm going to be watching Oregon, Oregon State, and have maybe some of the other ones on secondary. But it's going to be a good – and actually, it's going to be starting Thursday. That's right. Well, Friday. But Thursday you got all the, the three Thanksgiving games, uh, the Lions and Packers. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm thinking the then Friday the Dolphins and Jets are playing a Friday game. Then you got the the college on I mean yeah the, the college games we just talked about on Saturday and then you back on the pros. I want to say and the, I want to say the uh, Oregon Oregon State games Friday. Is it Friday? I'd have to look it up. Some one of those games is Friday. Okay. I think so. 
But there is a pro game this year on Friday. Also, the Jets and the Dolphins play hmm. Friday. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's going to be football from, weekend from Thursday to Monday. Some some good good Enjoy football. It. Yeah, it'll be kickback time. Yep. So, all right. Well, let's uh, wrap up the sports talk and uh, we'll reset and uh, do this four roses. Let's do it. All right. Cheers. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast, and it's time to rate that shit, Kobe. Yep, but before we get into that, quick editing note. At the end of last segment, I said that the Oregon-Texas games were Saturday night. I was incorrect. They're Friday night. So if you tune in Saturday night, you're going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't miss it. So don't miss it. Tune in Friday night for both the Texas game and the Oregon game. Yeah, there's so. a whole lineup of games Friday night. Yeah, I didn't realize there were I, – I just was looking at the times. I didn't right. even look at the dates. Yeah, uh, so Arkansas. Arkansas plays. Texas A&M. Uh, Penn, Penn State. State Michigan yeah. State So there's plays. a lot of games that are playing, being played Friday. Uh, so uh, – be sure and check your list. Don't, don't rely fan, on me. Bama <laughs> fans need to tune into the Texas Tech Texas game because we we need an upset. All right, all right. Now let's roll in to rate that shit. So this week we've got a Four Roses small batch select. It's from the Four Roses Distillery in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Now it's going to cost you about sixty bucks. It's one hundred four proof, and it's been aged six to seven years. It's actually a blend of two mash bills. So one of the bills is 75% corn, 20% rye, 5% malted barley. The other uh, mash bill is 60% corn, 35% rye, and 5% malted barley. So now your nose, you're supposed to get raspberries, clove, and nutmeg. Your palate should be apricots, berries, vanilla, and oak. And then you finish, which I don't really see how it's going to be this, but spearmint with a touch of cinnamon. Hmm. So well, let's, let's talk about our rating system. It's behind me. You can see it. One through four. One, we call that a brown bag. We're, it's really not a, a bourbon we recommend you buying. It might be a decent bourbon, but it didn't make our cut. Two, getting a little bit better. It's a mixer for us. Now, a mixer could be your daily drinker or something you want to make your favorite drink old-fashioned whatnot three it's getting better uh, might be higher in proof we call that on the rocks and then four the best way to drink a bourbon is neat in a Glen Cairn in our opinion uh, we don't give out a whole lot of fours but when we do that means go out and buy it the legs on that bourbon Look at the legs. Man, that's a good bourbon. I tell you what. I, we, we said it on, on, on the last, uh, when we did the regular small batch. But Four Roses is spot on with their descriptions. They are. You know, they're, I'm getting. They're right there with Old Forrester as far as accuracy of their description. Man, on the nose? I mean, raspberry yep. and, and clove. The clove. I don't I, really get a lot of nutmeg. I don't ever get nutmeg. I don't like nutmeg, to be honest with you. Except in my although it, although it is coming up on eggnog season, I we might have to we might have to rate that shit some eggnog. Some eggnog, mm. but on the uh, on the finish, man, I do get a mint, a heavy minty finish. I mean, when you're getting cinnamon, when you're getting fruits and spices up front, but that spearmint with with the touch of cinnamon on the back, right? 
I don't know how they got it there. Man, <laughs> I guess they're but, professionals. But they got it there. It is delicious. This is a good bourbon. This this bourbon, to me, if that, if that bourbon, if that flavor sticks with you and you're tasting it and you feel the heat, but yet not a whole lot of hug, not a whole lot of burn, like it's not overpowering. No. But the... But my tongue is still tingling. I feel like well, I've got a piece of spearmint bubble gum in, or I chewing swear, gum in my man, mouth right that's now. A, that's a high quality bourbon right there. That is, you know, you said we don't give out many fours, mm. but that's a four. That's a four for me. That's a four all day, every day. Yep, that's a four. That's a beautiful bottle. Um, four roses, you outdid yourself on that one. Yes, you that's did. A, that's a really good bourbon. That's for 60 bucks. 60 bucks. That should be on everybody's shelf. Yeah. And, you know, I was sipping on that chicken cock during the show because it's one of my favorite $60 bottles of bourbon. That, the chicken cock, the old Forrester series. Right. In that $55 to $60 range. You I'll got put, a new I'll, contender. I'll put this right there with it. Yeah, that that's, is, a, that's a new contender for sure. That is a good bourbon, good color. Really good color. Great legs. That's, that's, those legs are, and you know the the bottle. The bottle is very classy. Yeah. I mean, I love I love the look. Um, this is definitely, you know, if you don't if you don't like to spend a lot of money on bourbon, you know, and you know who I'm talking to. You know, some of y'all we've talked about, and we've talked to you guys that that can't seem to spend fifty dollars or more on a bourbon. But you know, if you wanted a if you wanted a top shelf bourbon or something that special you, occasions yeah, you keep you for know. special occasions, this this fits that bill, man. Absolutely, because this has got so much flavor. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm overwhelmed by yeah. it, to be honest with you. I, I, I wasn't expecting it after the not compared to the other one. You know, the other one, but the other one was the other one. Thirty, yeah, and we gave it a three. But if it was a more, if if it had been priced like this one, I would have given it a two. Yeah. Oh yeah, but for sure. value at thirty five dollars, I gave it a three. This one, I don't care what it costs. That's, that's a good. That's almost. That's almost up there with that damn cigar cut. Oh yeah. I mean that cigar cut. <laughs> right, that but cigar yeah. Cut was, but like you were saying, if you don't want to spend one hundred forty dollars to have a, a an old an old elk cigar cut as your special occasion bourbon. Spend sixty dollars and get yeah. this one. Yeah, you can get two of these for the price of that old <laughs> this is, cigar cut. This sure. is true. This is true. Twice the twice the enjoyment. That's right. It's double mint spearmint. <laughs> um, but don't put coke in this. No, 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 don't no. Don't put this in. I mean, it'd be great in an old fashioned, but don't. No, 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 no. The regular, the, the regular small batch. Yeah. Put that in old fashioned. Yeah. If, if you want an old fashioned. You should never put anything above a above a Woodford, which is about a thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, bourbon. definitely. Definitely. Don't put anything above that into an old fashioned. If you really it, want a good old fashioned, then take your dang thirty five thirty nine dollar bourbon and put it in your own barrel and age it yourself. Now you got an excellent old fashioned. But if you got a if you got like an Auburn fan. Or a Buckeye fan coming over, hide this shit from them. Because <laughs> they don't know them. good taste. No, don't, don't let them drink this because they don't know good taste for nothing. And, and you know, we, we, we talk about the Glen Cairns, and, you know, we sip we sip out of a rocks glass during the show, and it's more because it's got our names on it. Yeah, let's be honest with you. Because it's, it's got my name on it. But the difference 
Oh, it's crazy. Just the, the way that it funnels the aroma to your nose, it's it, it just, if you're not drinking out of a Glencairn glass, go get some. Because it'll, it'll us, change. Hit us up if you want a logo Glencairn. <laughs> yeah, we'll send we'll, you a sticker. We'll you can stick on you, it. We'll send you out one. We're real high class around That's here. right. So, yeah, no, that's good stuff. That, that, that's, that surprised me. I did not, I did not expect it to taste that good. No, not at all. That's, that's your money well spent on that one. <laughs> I let him buy the cigar cut for 140. I'll get the sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, that cigar cut tasted good the other night, though. I, I think I might still be leading a little bit, though. In, Probably. In the overall budget of the belt, bourbon buzzed and balling podcast. I would think so. But it's all. I good. ain't gonna argue it. It's it's all for the it's all for the love of the game. Like I was talking about them NFL players doing it. We're sacrificing our future well-being. Yeah, I'm only going to live 70 years, kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that we can let you know which bourbons are good and which aren't. Right. So, anyway, go get this one. This is this, this is a keeper. That's a good one. That's a bourbon buzz and balling endorsement. Yeah, that, that, that gets the, the BB&B seal of approval. There you go. So, all right. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy your turkey. Yep, don't eat too much. I hope we can overeat. Yeah, hell yeah, that's the time to overeat, man. Enjoy some football and uh, some family and friends. And that's right. Tell your loved ones you love them. That's right. Reach out to the ones you hadn't talked to in a while and just just embrace them. Love, right. your, love your loved time, ones. Time's too short. It is. So, yep. Cheers. Cheers.